0: There was a particular type of feeling that you had with that person or in that relationship. That is what the dream is wanting to bring you into contact with more so than the person themselves. And in that sense, it's not indicative of your inability to be over the relationship or even some secret desire that you still have, or maybe that you think they may have, et cetera, et cetera. It's much more about the symbolic or metaphorical weight of that person in your life, what they meant for you that the dream wants to bring you back into contact with.
1: That's Kezia Vida, dream worker you may recognize from episode 18, who I had a great conversation with in November of 2020. This conversation was one that she and I had for Dreamers Den members. Every month for the membership community, I release a bonus podcast episode. And some of these are conversations like this, one that you'll hear with Kezia Some of them are deep dives, from me on one particular topic in dreams and sometimes a guided practice or a dream deepening invitation. So I want to share excerpts today with you from two of those episodes from recent months. One is the conversation with Kezia which is all about dreams of our exes. And the other is about bathroom and gotta go dreams. So I'm going to share the bathroom one with you first because... I didn't remember this until I was putting this together for you, but the X's episode actually has an example dream that is about an ex and a bathroom. So I think it'll be more fun to listen to that after you've heard my reflections on dreaming of, you know, looking to find a bathroom or the bathroom door doesn't close. These are really common types of dreams, needing to pee and not being able to find a bathroom, And then hear that example dream in the context of what's going on when we dream of our ex-partners and ex-lovers. So again, these are excerpts from episodes that are made for Dreamers Den members. So they tend to be a little bit more focused and also a little bit more casual. Everybody who's in the membership is already on board with dream work. And so the goal here is to offer new insights, new questions, little aha moments, sometimes big aha moments that come in from just one particular phrase, and it's all about helping people continue to develop their fluency in the language of dreams and in the language of their personal dreams. So I hope this offers that to you as well, and always remember the importance of the aha moment, right? You're going to know if something that you hear today is relevant to one of your dreams, if you're deeply listening and, you know, open to it and considering it and feeling into it, you'll recognize that with an aha moment. And for some people, it's the sense of knowing. For some people, it's a physical, that kind of tingling. Oh, something significant is happening. Whatever it feels like for you, trust your own recognition of whether these things apply. So I'm not putting out interpretations and ever telling you what your dream means. I'm offering you things to check against your own sense of knowing and to help bring about realizations that might not have been there without someone else's reflections, right? We talked about this in the last episode, which is a recorded dream group, a projective dream work style dream group, where Steve went way, way into one of his dreams and had that aha sense. And I mentioned in that one how the dreamer is the only one who can recognize the meaning of their dream, but the dreamer also doesn't consciously know all the meanings of their dream at first. That's part of what the process of what's happening is these things are coming out from an unconscious place or a different type of consciousness place, getting ready to be recognized, but we don't recognize those meanings consciously until something, often someone else, helps us recognize them. Okay, so listen to this with that in mind and see if any of it feels like it applies to you with dreams you've had already, or maybe it'll come into play with a dream you'll have after listening to this. And if you're interested in getting more like this, consider joining the Dreamers Den membership community. Doors are opening again on the new moon, August 22nd, 2021, and members receive a bonus podcast episode every month a prompt or an invitation from me for deepening the relationship with dreams and access to an online forum where we can talk about those prompts and share dreams and get everybody's questions and reflections and projections on them. And it's all about you deepening your relationship with your dreams, how satisfying that feels to connect to the dreams, to that level of communication To have some creative inspiration, we usually do some type of creative exploration every month as well in our members call. So if you join the membership community at the diving deep level, then every month we also have a members call live on Zoom where we do some kind of creative exploration and then dive into one person's dream. So if you want more info, come to thedreamersden.org and you'll find everything you need there. And here we go, let's talk about bathroom and gotta go dreams. You're listening to the Dreamer's Den podcast. I'm your host, Leilani Navarre. I'm here along with guest dream workers, authors, and teachers to talk about diving deep into your dreams. We're skipping the small talk and going for conversations about what matters most to us, what's touching us so deeply that it shows up in our dreams, in one form or another. We talk about engaging with dreams to experience insight, inspiration, healing, and meaningful connection with one another. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can catch all these conversations. Visit thedreamersden.org slash open for a free video and mini book I put together to help you learn more about opening up or deepening your own relationship with your dreams. I'm going to share a fun and perhaps slightly uncomfortable topic with you this month it's not really uncomfortable for me but I know for many people it is and that is probably part of why we have these dreams dreams about needing to go needing to find a bathroom dreams about problems with the bathroom dreams about actually peeing or pooping and having all kinds of issues with those two functions so I feel it's very likely you've had a dream that contains something around this theme, just because I've heard it from so, so many people. I know I've had many myself. We've seen some in the forum even recently. So as you're listening, maybe think back on a dream you've had that might have touched on one of these themes. There's really a lot going on here. First of all, I think that the topic of letting go of our waste is... Universal. We all have bodies. All of us who are dreaming and sharing our dreams have this universal experience of taking in food and eliminating waste. So, just as elimination is central to our physical health, I think that these dreams are central to our understanding of what's going on inside ourselves on the energetic, psychological, emotional levels, too. And the fact that it's a subject that we don't typically talk about, it's kind of a a subject that we reject. And as we all know from doing dream work, those things that we habitually reject have a lot of power in them. So I'm going to start with a little bit of a Chinese medicine angle on this, which is likely less familiar to you if you have heard some of the other more common dream work approaches to this. But we'll get to that too. So first, thinking about dreams of having to pee or dreams of actually peeing, which aren't as common as dreams of having to pee, that has to do with the water network. The water element governs the kidney and bladder networks in our bodies. And dreams of pooping have to do with the metal network. So metal governs the large intestine, the lungs and large intestine. So metal also deals with breathing, but actual elimination comes with the metal organ. And we're especially thinking about what we call the fu organs. In Chinese, the word is fu. It means hollow and the organs that are meant to let things pass through. So on the emotional, psychological, spiritual side of things, I would be thinking about those aspects of the metal or water elements, depending what's going on. If I'm looking more at metal, if it's a dream where I need to poop or someone else poops or there's a poopy diaper or a toilet that's already full, all those ways that that shows up, I would immediately start thinking about the metal element associations. So top of the list there is grief and sadness. How am I processing my grief, right? Grief is like that stuff that we have to pass through us and let go. And it's the pain of letting go. So I would ask, how am I processing my grief? And do I have a setting where I can let it show? So many dreams of needing to find a bathroom and not being able to find one or finding one that has a no door on the stall or the door won't close all the way. So can I find the place where I'm allowed to let my grief show or where I'm comfortable letting my grief show? And other things with metal, too, on the kind of mental-emotional level, I think at particularly of judgmentalness or feeling judged, and that goes with feeling ashamed, which also goes, again, with the bathroom theme and ne- needing privacy. I would explore these themes and how they're coming up in my life. And, of course, if there's more of a story around looking for the bathroom, the characters that are in it or the setting might help me explore where this judgmentalness or this grief is connecting to in me and my experience similarly with water if it's a urination dream i'd be thinking about the primary emotion of water which is fear how am i handling my fear can i let it show again looking for a place to pee can i let this out can i let it show can i even acknowledge it can i even see it come out at all And then there's some other associations you might be familiar with already with metal and water. With metal, I'm also going to start asking about the voice, the lungs and the throat and expression through voice, and poignancy. Poignancy is so connected to grief and to letting go. So is there something that I'm savoring that I think is about to end, that kind of feeling? And with water, what's happening with awe and mystery and connection to the deep interconnected roots of all things so again when we urinate we're literally passing water and we're talking about the water organs of our bodies and water is how we're all interconnected right the water cycle on the earth the water that we drink in and then release from ourselves that goes back into rivers, oceans, clouds, rain. It's a really beautiful way that we are interconnected and I feel that that's part of why in Chinese medicine we think about water in connection with roots and with mystery and with awe because it's that deep, underneath-it-all interconnectedness. So it's a dream about needing to pee, needing to find a place to pee, but there might be a note in there about all those water element associations. A lot of dreams about looking for a bathroom or finding that there's a bathroom in an inappropriate place, or like I mentioned, the stall door doesn't exist or doesn't close all the way. This I think about privacy and exposure. You know, how am I feeling exposed in my life or how am I feeling like I need to have more privacy, more of a contained space for something and also authenticity because being in the bathroom, which is also where we bathe and shower, we are, we could call it more authentic because we're more naked and also we're letting the worst things, if we want to call it that, the waste, you know, the urine and the feces, the worst things out and letting those things show. So authenticity, am I desperately trying to find a place to be authentic and it may or may not be about not finding that place or that place not existing it could also be about even that search for a place what what happens if I use whatever place is available to me to be authentic what if happens if I'm authentic right where I am and the dream might reveal an answer to that too Another thing I would think about on the health level is the house as the body. Anytime I'm in a house, especially if it's my house in the dream, I think about the physical space in which I dwell in waking life, which is my body. So if there's an issue with the actual toilet or the plumbing, I'm thinking about my elimination organs. Is there something going on with my large intestine or with my bladder, that toilet that won't flush or that's already full or that's overflowing. I usually think first about the psychological and emotional level. Have I not let go of some old crap? And so I can't even, you know, clean that out and be have room to let more move through me. But also I would take that closer to literally and think about the toilet and the plumbing and the place that things get eliminated from the house of my body, which is again, those foo organs, those hollow organs, the large intestine and the bladder. Okay, I also want to share with you a bunch of things that Jeremy Taylor wrote about bathroom dreams. And I'm taking this from his comic book, Mastering the Art of Projective Dreamwork, which has a lot of great information and fun illustrations and photos that he put together. So what I'm about to share with you comes, comes from there. He said that needing to pee and not being able to find a place to do that is so often quote, an archetypal metaphor of avoiding some important minority report from within about a set of thoughts and or feelings that my waking mind finds unacceptable. So he's talking about the thoughts and feelings that we all have that for some reason we think are not okay to even have. It's not that they're not okay to act on. We all have thoughts and feelings we don't act on. But they're not okay to even have. And so we are, some part of us is trying to let that stuff out and we're not, giving ourselves any room any place to do that and jeremy points out that peeing becomes more urgent the longer we put it off and so does consciously acknowledging those thoughts and feelings inside of us that we need to recognize we get stuck in that rejection of their existence and so we don't even recognize and acknowledge them and look at them and see them and let them show i think that's where it really connects to finding a bathroom is needing to find a place where i think it's okay to let these things show jeremy also connected it to an insistent interior need he called it to give creative expression so that peeing also could be a creative expression just something that's in me that I need to let out and I fully believe that we get urgent needs to express creatively we have to move that creative energy from inside of us outward and of course that doesn't necessarily mean by writing a song or painting a picture it could mean by being creative in our relationships or our cooking or any kind of way we have so many ways to be creative but we all need that outlet And then Jeremy also talked about dreams of shit, which the shit is a word that we use metaphorically for the worst things. And in the dreams, it also represents the worst things, the worst things in our life. He says, as a young child, it's typically the worst things that have ever happened to me. Then that expands to include the worst things I've ever done myself as an adolescent. And then ideally, if we become mature enough, expands to include the worst things humanity has ever done when we become adults. So when shit shows up in a dream, it is the worst things on display and in view. So he says, every shit dream also turns out to be a threshold of great psychospiritual mystery. So would you have thought of that before? I mean, it seems so bodily and so rejectable and kind of disgusting. And I think the dreams that people don't always want to share, but the threshold of a great psycho-spiritual mystery. And why is that? That's partly because it's that worst stuff that we alchemize, that we transform into the best things. So in that book, Mastering the Art of Projective Dreamwork. Jeremy talked about how the process of alchemy on a psychological level is transforming the worst things in our lives into the best thing, the gold of what he called, I'm just going to quote him because it's so beautiful, reliable spiritual perspective capable of sustaining an open heart and an open mind, even in the inescapable presence of the worst things. He talked about Carl Jung and Richard Wilhelm, who translated the I Ching, both finding notes in the margins of old alchemical texts from Europe and Asia and the Middle East, all saying that the base substance for alchemy was not actual lead, but feces. So, whoa, right? This means you literally have to have shit to engage in the alchemical process. And the presence of that fecal matter in a dream says, it's happening. I have it. I have this worst stuff here. So I love all that. I think it's another great angle to take on seeing a dream where there actually physically is something in left in the toilet or I actually go in the dream. Okay, I'm seeing, I'm encountering, This actual crap that is now ready to be alchemized. Perhaps. I offer it up as a projection on your dreams and you can see if it resonates. I also wanted to make a note that urine and feces are supposed to come out of us. So to me, these are different than vomiting in a dream or seeing vomit in a dream because something out of the ordinary is happening when there's vomiting. There's something that had to be ejected and rejected, which might be a fantastic thing. It might be very positive, but it's a little different than urine and feces because that is a part of our natural daily life. It's supposed to happen. And I would also add that they're supposed to be a part of the cycle. So there's these this group of people who are working on providing more composting toilets in lots of places around the world. I don't remember all their details, but I know their memorable slogan, poop belongs in the loop, which I love. It's I think it's very true. It's something that we collectively do not deal with well with our sewer systems and our septic systems. And the composting toilets are a way to bring that waste back into the loop. So thinking through a an ecological lens and thinking about the great turning and how humanity can and must shift the way we're living to sustain life on this planet to me the toilet itself the toilet the flush toilet the plumbed toilet that we're also used to is an example of our linear economy our way that we think something comes out of the earth we use it we take the packaging or the item or whatever and then we quote throw it away although there is no away, we throw it away it's life is over It goes into a plastic bag in a landfill that's linear right rather than a circular economy such as taking food from the garden eating it putting the waste in the compost or feeding it to another animal whose waste then becomes manure so that would be circular right and if we look in the natural world it's all circular in a forest there's no throwing away everything is always in the loop so That feels important to me in our current time, that toilets and sewage and all of that is related to our our linear way of doing things. And speaking of compost, I had a dream that had both poop and compost recently. In the dream, I find a baby chick, I'll, I'll just say in waking life, we have chickens, we have adult chickens, and very close to where we have the chickens, we have big round wire compost bins. So in the dream, I'm near the adult chickens and I see a baby chick whose foot is caught in the wire of the compost. And I try to help the chick out of there and I'm holding it in one hand, but I had a bowl of food that I'm trying to hold higher than the chick up in the air. And as I'm carrying these, the little chick poops and it kind of sprays out and defies gravity and lands in my bowl of food. Or one little bit of it lands on a piece of food. So then I'm wondering about cleaning that off. Can I still eat the rest of the food even though some of it got this chicken shit on it? Right? So, okay, end of dream or end of that part of the dream. So that's an expression, chicken shit, that came to my mind. I also think of the rooster in the classical Chinese cosmology being associated with the kidneys. And when I had this dream, I had been processing some generational stuff, things that my family had gone through. And all inheritance, everything that we pass on to our kids, comes through the kidney network. So it felt really connected that there was this baby chick You know, I have adult chickens in waking life. Here's the baby and the baby's letting out the poop and that's connected to the worst things, really. The worst things that my family has experienced and how that is defying gravity. It's almost like, The way generational trauma can move through us, it defies some logic, I think, that we could be carrying something from an experience we didn't have in these bodies in this lifetime. But there it is. It's on my food. So how do I clean it up? And I love that this happens in the presence of the compost pile because a compost pile is also made of waste and a process of alchemy, right? Good compost is is alchemized and ready to turn soil into such a fertile environment for growing new food. All right. I hope that that sparked some kind of aha moment for you or new question or new connection that you put together. I'd love to hear about it. So you can come leave a comment on this episode at thedreamersden.org slash 34. I had an aha moment re-listening to myself with that dream about the baby chick and the defying of gravity and I was thinking about how people talk about healing on behalf of our ancestors and actually healing for them like we can heal the whole lineage you know in the way that um, time is not linear um, and many cultures don't view time as so linear and the ancestors and also our future descendants are all present with us as well and so my intellectual brain does not make sense of how we could be healing our ancestors who are already as we would say gone but on a body level I, I can feel that I can feel how that could happen and that and a weight could be lifted um through the healing that I might do in this lifetime but there's something about it that to me feels like defying gravity like wait it doesn't go in that direction does it <laughs> time doesn't go that way does it um but but it does in some way it does All right. Now let's go into the conversation with Kezia about dreams of exes, dreams of our former partners or former lovers or former spouse. And there's a lot there.
0: I guess one of the biggest things I would start with, and I think is just so important for people to understand when they do have these dreams, um, because, I think often in the framework of relationships in our culture there's this idea that if you've broken up with somebody you should be over it or there's some timeline at which you should no longer be thinking about them or maybe it just even brings up some shame or insecurity if you are still thinking about them. I mean I recently worked with a dreamer and it was 40 years ago that she had this relationship with someone and she really was just kind of overcome with shame from the fact that she was having the experience at all. Mm. And um Again, what I always like to point out to people is that your dreams are really so much more about you than they are about the other person. And what I mean by that is that the dream is bringing you this form, right? This, this character, this, this um, personality in the, this presence of this person, but not necessarily that person themselves, but actually what that person makes you feel what that presence inspires inside of you. So if there was a particular type of feeling that you had with that person or in that relationship, that is what the dream is wanting to bring you into contact with more so than the person themselves. And in that sense, it's not indicative of your inability to be over the relationship or even some secret desire that you still have, or maybe that you think they may have, et cetera, et cetera. It's much more about the symbolic or metaphorical weight of that person in your life, what they meant for you that the dream wants to bring you back into
1: contact with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's a great way to frame it. I often am asking more like, what's, what qualities did that person have? You know, what were they like? And this question of what did you feel when you were with them? Yeah. Seems like such a good way to enter into that. So If someone let's, let's take one angle here. If someone has pretty negative feelings about their ex and they're dreaming about them, and maybe that's, you know, where they're feeling more disturbed by these dreams. Like I don't want to be involved in that whole thing anymore. Mm -hmm. What do you, what do you say to that? Do you try to look for, um, you know, flesh out those negative feelings or maybe get underneath them to what else was happening in that relationship? Well, is the scenario that they're having a dream where they're having those negative feelings, or are they having positive feelings that they wish they weren't having? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, let's let's um, go either way. <laughs> let's let's take one of each. So okay. let's say let's say I have a dream of an ex who I'm really quite glad that that relationship is over, and my feelings about the relationship are negative. And so, and in the dream, I see him, and I'm thinking, "Oh no, I don't want to see him. I don't want to be with him. I want nothing to do with him anymore." So it's that a continuation of those negative feelings. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, I mean, I think to start with, it could be seen as a confirmation of that um, experience. You know, I think that's the type of dream that people feel, you know, maybe a little um, empowered by, even right to feel like. My my inner self or my dreaming self is confirming the same feelings that I have in waking life. Now um, I would also always be curious in that scenario though. How is the person treating you in the dream? What kinds of things are going on? And then you're having that really negative reaction because you know of course we all know that sometimes we push away um, relationships or intimacy because we're afraid of being close. And, or we are afraid of you know, letting in some opportunity for a connection. And so I would always be curious in a situation. And that doesn't mean you should get back with that person or that you're wrong that the relationship ended. But again, since this dream is really not about that particular relationship, but more about the kinds of feelings and the scenarios and the sort of frameworks, right, within you that that relationship brought up. And so if you're being shown that mm-hmm. same kind of reaction, I'd be really curious, what is the other person doing in that dream? Are they acting the way they acted in real life? Or are they acting some way different and you're still having the same reaction? Because that would potentially point to some kind of projection or something that's still within you that's maybe resisting that opportunity of connection that that person brings up for you.
1: Yeah. Thinking about it in terms of the potential for connection. Like here's someone who, you know, in this example, I'm, I was formerly very connected to. Right. So how, how is my experience of that? And the, the feelings I expect to have maybe around that leading me to push away, whatever is coming up for connection, maybe through that figure in the dream. Yes,
0: exactly. Especially again, if there's a contrast, yeah, between how they're acting in the dream and how maybe they acted in real life.
1: Right, right. And so what about, let's say I'm dreaming of this person and I have the same negative feelings about the relationship um, and I'm equally glad to be out of it, but in the dream, I'm in love with him again and we're happy together. Yes.
0: I feel like this is the dream that people really don't like
1: <laughs> and, uh, you know, and
0: often um, feel like sort of Well, and I guess, especially with the, with the part where maybe they have negative feelings, but actually they still have feelings for the person or they feel rejected by the person, but in the dream, they're actually getting that sense of connection. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, those are the dreams people are always like, why is my dream doing this to me? I woke up and I was so upset that, you know, I had the connection and then I had to wake up and realize that I don't have it. And again, what I would always say is to do that work of separating the dream from the person and realizing that at the end of the day, the dream happened inside of you. And so the experience and the feeling that you had of being loved, of being in connection, of being in that intimacy is something that can, you can have inside of yourself, outside of any relationship with anybody else, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's something that we can so easily forget in our waking lives, that we are like capable of feeling that sense of connection, feeling that sense of love, feeling that sense of, you know, there's something there for us and that we can feel, you know, seen and loved and taken care of, whatever the feelings were in that dream, the positivity, Mm -hmm. but that's something that can come out of you, you know, and it's really kind of magical to me. I don't know where that comes from. It's strange, (laughs) but there it is. And so, you know, can you let yourself have it? Can you just let yourself feel that feeling that you had in the dream and see what comes of that? And again, to separate that from that sense of, um, you know, it has to be with that person or else you don't get to have it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that leading up to our conversation, thinking about that romantic connection, that sense of, of love and connection and being close and also of sexual energy and how much our sexual energy also belongs to us and comes from inside of us. And it's our creative energy and it's life loving life, you know, and, and how much that can get linked up to another person, like one other person, or even just the idea that there has to be another person involved. And so I think, you know, sexual dreams about an ex are potentially a similar thing. You know, that energy that does exist inside of us that maybe we associated with them or just with having a partner, but the dreams can show us that it exists within us. Yes, exactly. And
0: people always be like, well, why does it, why does it have to be that person? That's the last person that I would want it to be with, <laughs> and again, yeah. I would just, again, I would just say, well, they they bring us the person that we're used to that being the case. With. You know, it's like who we are comfortable enough with accepting it in a way. And I think again, it could potentially point to, especially if you feel like that person is very out of reach now, or someone that you can't have, or something that you can't access it's like, in a way, the dream is bringing you into that experience to remind you, actually, you know, you think you can't access this, but you can. Mm-hmm. You know, you think this is so far away from you, and yet here it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and this is something, you know, to really allow it to be a gift. And I know how challenging that can be um, for people. And I don't want to, like, make it a light move. You know, there are so many reasons why we can feel separate right or just out of connection or just that we don't we're not deserving of love that we aren't worthy of love that you know we failed in this way or that way and that made it so that we couldn't sustain a relationship and we might feel negative things about ourselves because of that and all those feelings can come up when these kinds of dreams arise yeah. Because all of that resistance, basically, that's inside of us from feeling that connection is kind of what we have to work through to feel that love again and to feel that sense of connection within ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think real grief can come up too, you know, about the loss of the relationship or the loss of the the experience of being in relationship. You know, when someone's single and dreams about how good it felt to be partnered, even if it's not someone they want to be partnered with anymore. I think like you're saying, you know, not to say that this is a light and easy thing to encounter because sometimes, you know, there's nothing to do with grief, but let grief move, right. It has to come up and be felt. Yes, absolutely. And, and really again,
0: that the, the support and the connection you're feeling in the dream can help you with that process. Mm because it's so, it's so powerful to let ourselves experience grief when we know we're supported and we're connected and we aren't separate. Because um, sometimes the grief can really feel, you know, just like that dark deep hole if we don't have a tether. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's another really powerful aspect of what these dreams offer us. So they really are deep, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think people tend to sort of write it off like, in, in that shaming way again, like, oh man, here I am again. I'm still hung up on that person. What's wrong with me? And it's like, no, no, this is really a, a process that your dream is wanting to put you through of learning. How do I connect within myself? How do I feel this sense of being supported and loved that comes from within? And I love that you brought up the sexual energy of, as well, right? How do I feel my own turn on within myself, in my sleep, it comes Mm -hmm. to me, you Mm -hmm. know, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to be anything. And here I am turned on, you know, aroused, like in these moments that when I'm awake, feel so far away or so out of reach.
1: Yeah. That's such a good way to put it. It came without needing to do anything. It's, it arises from within us. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And those things that come together, like you said, the, the support, that's in being with someone, maybe I'm grieving not being with them, but simultaneously with that grief arrives the, um, the support, yeah. you know, and I think that's always an interesting path to walk down is what arrives together, you know? So what else arrives? Like if the sexual energy that feels out of reach in waking life arrives spontaneously in the dream, what comes with it? Yeah. You know, what what um led to that moment? What qualities or what experiences or energies in the dream led to that moment?
0: Yes. Yes. What leads up to it and then of course and then what do you do with it? Yeah. <laughs> you know what what happens right after? You know, how do you react to it? Um that that's really there's so much in there.
1: So I have an example dream. Um I'm curious what your take is. It's a little different than what we've been talking about. Definitely about the the dynamic of old connection, but I'm curious your take on this one. This is from a Dreamer's Den member. And uh, she says, this is about a lover from about seven years ago, who's often showed up in her dreams since then. And there was one point where he was showing up in dreamlike ways in waking life too. Like she'd be driving down the highway and glance over in the next lane and he was there driving. Mm-hmm. So. It was a a 10 month relationship. She said only 10 months, but made a lasting impression. And she associates him with creativity and deep satisfaction. Mm. So I'll read you the dream. Yeah. I'm staying in R's apartment. R is the initial of the, the X. I'm staying in R's apartment, but it looks and feels more like a motel room. I'm getting ready for a date. R is hanging out and we are chatting as I'm buzzing around getting ready. I stay in the shower too long and now I'm running late. I wonder if it will be weird for my date when R opens the door to let him in since I know I won't be ready. At one point, I go from the bathroom I'm in into a second bathroom in the back of the apartment. As I do, I think I catch a glimpse of my date who looks like the lead singer from The National out the window. I'm wearing only a bra and tights, which I recognize is not a great look. I return to the first bathroom, and R asks if he can use the other bathroom because he's been needing to pee. We joke about how my monopolizing both bathrooms is going to give him a UTI. As I'm putting on eye makeup, I realize my date is almost 10 minutes late. I wonder if he's been waiting outside, or if he has seen R through the screen door and decided to go away. Mm.
0: So I just want to make sure I, I, at the very beginning, basically she's getting ready and R is just there.
1: Yeah. She's staying in his apartment and getting ready for a date with someone else.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a juicy one. Um, there's <laughs> certain, yeah. There's certainly a lot there. Yeah. Um, But it's a a good topic. I I think it comes up for a lot of people, whether they're dating or they're partnered, where they might um, be with the person and then someone else is in the picture as well. And there's this sense of conflict basically, right? Like I'm with one guy and how is this other person going to feel? Um, And I, I think that that's always an interesting thing to look at in the perspective of the dream because of course in in waking life it's an understandable concern you know if you're going to be pursuing one person maybe they wouldn't be as excited if you are still kind of in relationship with the ex or somebody else but from the idea that we've been talking about where the ex potentially actually represents just your deeper connection to support Or what does she say? Creativity and. um,
1: And deep satisfaction.
0: And deep satisfaction. Yeah. So her relationship to that within herself. Right. And so this idea that that relationship to her own satisfaction and her own creativity within herself could actually be a threat to someone else that she's dating. That seems that could be part of maybe what this dream is about more so than well, I still have feelings for this person and that's getting in the way of me pursuing other things. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's part of what's going on in the waking life. But I think it's always interesting to sort of look at that level of it as well. Like, do you feel that sense of conflict? Like, is it okay for me to just have this support there, Mm -hmm. you know, and feel that that support is there for me as I am pursuing other things?
1: Mm. Yeah, so it's like this experience or connection with that those qualities, which are so delicious. What, what she described creativity and deep satisfaction, like that connection is there, even though it feels like kind of a temporary thing. She said, it feels like a motel room in this space Mm -hmm. Um, that it's, it's this energy. If this is my dream, he's the one who's going to open the door for my date. And so I wonder, and I wonder if my date is going to see him and be pushed away, which I think is a, real experience when we're connecting with another person, uh, people can either be drawn to or intimidated by, there's probably other possible reactions, but <laughs> when someone is really, um, fulfilled and, uh, connected and capable of keeping themselves satisfied, right? you know, I feel like there can be, um, a range of responses to that. Absolutely. You know, and, and how, how available that person feels for connection and whether, you know, it triggers something, you know, in, in the, the person at the door. Right. Especially, I think she's described,
0: or yeah, we're saying she's like female bodied, right? So yeah, it's like for people in that framework, it, it's especially, like, I they there can be that like almost guilt is it okay for me to be fully satisfied by my own self is it okay for me to just be connected to my own sense of creativity and yeah will that put off or somehow keep this other person away now there's all these other little details that I'd be so curious about in dream like yeah. Taking up the two bathrooms and the UTI mm-hmm. and um, just like that whole, I mean, I, I guess I'm curious in general or just that would be to look at more, right? What What is the feeling that she sees him out there? You know, what is keeping her from opening that door, you know, and, and going toward that, that connection?
1: Yeah. The, you know, catching a glimpse of him out the window and then realizing he's late, you know, and what that there's the sort of a impediment to the connection. I'm not ready. Then he's there, then he's late. Um, but I, I mean, we don't have her here obviously to ask and explore it from her, her perspective. We we can just project on it, you know, projective dream work style. And I, if this were my dream, I'm curious about the same thing, the, the two bathrooms and that monopolizing them is going to give him a UTI. To me, there's, there's, some sexuality in this dream because I'm, you know, well, it's a date obviously. And then I'm wearing only a bra and tights, which is sort of more intimate. And for me, connects back to what we were saying about, you know, how, how satisfied can I be? How connectable available to connection can I be? And how intimate do I want to be? How much do I want to open the door? And this isn't a good look. So I want to wear more clothes. And then this, this give him the UTI thing. Like, so for female bodies, UTIs can come after sex most commonly, right? But then there's this, this feeling about like blocking a man, a male body from his sexual release. And he's like, I mean, he has to pee in the dream but I'm monopolizing both bathrooms so he can't go have his release and he's gonna have a problem. And I think that's that makes me think about the pressure that um, women can feel. Um, and I am speaking, I guess, about my cultural stereotype of a heterosexual cisgender relationship. but there's this common experience of a man feeling like he needs to be allowed to like have his release, and the woman can kind of can block that, right? and like not be available. And so it makes me curious if this were my dream, like, did I have, did I ever have that dynamic with this person or am I, um, expecting that dynamic with this new connection? And again, you know, coming back to myself, like, is there any way that I'm blocking my own release in a way that's like, to me, a UTI is this sort of in Chinese medicine terms, this backup of damp heat, Mm. you know? And so, Mm. yeah, I don't know that really catches my attention.
0: Yeah, it really catches my attention too. I had actually chronic UTIs for many years. Um, And so it's definitely a condition I'm uh, familiar with. I mean, it's so uniquely painful. And Mm. I'm just so curious, like, what, what, what that's like for the dreamer? Is it a playful moment? Or is it a real point of anxiety? Um, Because I feel like that would be too different scenarios, you know, but it does seem like this idea of like the dreamer is taking up a lot of space. Um and then the fear is coming or some kind of threat is coming in, like, oh, you're gonna cause this other person pain. But I'm I'm very curious kind of what you're saying. Like, does that feel kind of like, oh, I'm I'm empowered by this or this is a playful sort of like um, moment like that or is it something more um, anxiety producing potentially and then of course it could be a mix you know there, there's just a lot of options and it, I think it would be the kind of situation I would want to know um, what that moment was like for the dreamer because it does feel like I agree with what you're saying like there's it's pointing to a certain potential dynamic maybe they had with this person and again they had that with that person and then also does that relate to their own relationship with a sense of satisfaction or a sense of creativity? Yeah. Right. Is there a place where that feels like, oh, this is taking up too much space um, and it's going to block something else or is that not okay for some reason?
1: Right. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Because it's, it's that moment in the dream where if this is my dream, I realize I don't like how I look and I want to go keep getting ready. And that's, Mm -hmm. creativity and deep satisfaction from being able to have its release have its release you know and so Mm -hmm. you know how is that playing into it yeah my my appearance yeah Um, okay cool well thanks for going into that one with me all right. Thanks so much for listening. Come share your aha moments or your questions with me in the comments at thedreamersden.org slash 34. And check out information about the membership there on thedreamersden.org as well. I'd love to have you there, support your relationship with your dreams, and also hear your insights and your questions because every single person brings something to a dream group and... We would be thrilled to have you there with us. All right, I'll be back again on the new moon. Until then, wishing you deep dreams.